Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. The glory of the Aurora Borealis, the hallowed northern lights, bathed much of the British Isles in their ethereal glow on Sunday night. Night owls and stargazers enjoyed a glimpse of this spectacle normally reserved for visitors much nearer to the North Pole. The northern lights became visible due to high levels of magnetic activity known as a geomagnetic storm. One photo posted by the official Stonehenge Twitter account showed the starry skies over the ancient monument, bathed in hues of purple and yellow. Meanwhile, the skies north of the Channel Islands were shrouded in majestic colours into the small hours of Monday morning. One weather watcher in the capital even tweeted what they described as an extremely faint tint of green and purple over London. Although, could that be a film of PM2.5 particulate matter? Many sky watchers got their Aurora Borealis intel from the alerts service Aurora Watch UK, which is run by scientists in the Space and Planetary Physics Group at Lancaster University's Department of Physics. And we're joined now by Dr Maria Valach, a researcher in space plasma physics at Lancaster, who's also a fellow of the Royal Astronomical Society. And she explains exactly what the Northern Lights are. The Northern Lights, or the Aurora Borealis, um, are one of nature's most striking light shows. Um, And it's a natural light occurring at Earth when the particles from space hit the Earth's atmosphere. And what happens is the Earth's atmosphere gets energized. Um, and as it's relaxing back down, as, as the Earth's atmosphere molecules are calming down, they give off this light. And that's what we see as the aurora borealis. How come they've been visible so far south? Broadly speaking, the aurora forms a ring or an oval around the magnetic poles of the Earth. Uh, but this can move around. And so what happened What happened last night uh, was something that we call geomagnetically disturbed conditions, which is where this ring can move and it moves typically southward during disturbed conditions. So, for example, during a geomagnetic storm, which we had last night, and then it can move to lower latitudes, which essentially means it comes southward. So it comes, it comes closer to the UK and sometimes it moves across the UK as well. And so that's what happened last night. And what's the link to magnetic activity? It's essentially where the plasma in space, so these are particles that are moving around the Earth's magnetic field in space, are energised and they're moving really fast around the Earth. 
Um, and as they do so, they can conduct electricity. So we have electricity in space around the Earth. And during a geomagnetic storm, these particles are moving particularly fast. Um, and we have a lot of um, electricity essentially going around the Earth's magnetic field. So this goes far out into space. And this is far above the Earth's atmosphere. So it's very different to what we would consider a rainstorm, for example. Tell us about Aurora Watch. Aurora Watch is um, a system which monitors geomagnetic conditions around the UK. Um, And this is done with a set of measurement apparatuses called magnetometers. And what they do is they're a fairly cheap piece of kit that you can install in your backyard, even if you like. Um, And we bury them underground and they monitor the magnetic conditions. So when you have aurora above you, um, this creates electricity in space. And you measure this on the ground with a deviation in the magnetic field. Electric currents cause a deviation in the magnetic field. And that's what these magnetometers are set up to do. And when you have aurora overhead, these magnetometers go off. And when they go above a certain level of disturbance, that's when we set off the aurora watch alert. Why is it the colours are so magnificent? And why is this phenomenon so different to, say, a lightning strike? Essentially, what you can see when you see the aurora is energetic particles raining down onto the atmosphere. And they're energising the atmosphere a bit more broadly than you would have in a lightning um, strike. In a lightning strike, you would have a... Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. A very very distinct path of energization whereas in the aurora you have a more broad area being covered and when you see the different colors that's um, different atmospheric constituents so different molecules giving off different give off different lights and in, in the higher atmosphere we have a very low concentration of neutral molecules which are giving off this light and depending at which altitude you are as well you have different atmospheric constituents so different molecules so for example you have oxygen and nitrogen and if you go up higher they separate from each other into layers and that's why you see the different colors of the aurora let's go to the ads coming up Exactly what can you see in the night sky above London without any special equipment? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Welcome back. Maria, with a decent clear sky and away from light 
pollution. What can be seen um, in the night time above London? You can obviously see the moon quite regularly. At different times, you will see different the different moon phases. And you can also see lunar eclipses at times. That's quite good. You can see that often by eye as well. Depending on what time of the year you are, you will see different planets. And recently we had different planets align with each other. So there's Jupiter, Saturn and Mars all in a line, I think. Venus is one of the brightest that you'll see. Um, and you can typically see that uh, c- close to dusk or dawn. So near sunset or sunrise, Venus will be one of the first that you see in the evening sky and also probably the last in the morning. You also get meteorites. So we have different meteorites showers that you can watch out for for example there's a few coming up i think in the summer and these typically happen at regular times every year what impact does space junk have on the view yeah if you if you are observing through a telescope at night you might see that these um, satellites polluting your images Uh, what typically happens is that these satellites will either have lights on board so little bits of hardware that is blinking or light Often the main problem is light is being reflected off of them. And so they create light pollution in the sky. Um, So that can have an effect if you're an astronomer, for example, and you're taking long exposure images with your telescope, um, that can really mess with your signal. Uh, You then have to go back and obviously post-process that or take it out, um, which can be a bit of work. One of the other aspects is that as you have more technology in space, you will also have more of this decaying over time which means it's breaking apart and then eventually you will just have little bits of satellite floating around and obviously that then creates a hazard for other satellites so if you want to launch a new satellite you can't easily get rid of this junk so you have that floating around in space and that's potentially an issue as we are trying to launch more satellites having all the ones up there that we can't get rid of is is a really big problem. What sensing and imaging equipment do your team use? For Aurora Watch we obviously have a series of magnetometers. These don't really look up into sky. They're more sort of on the ground looking at how the magnetic field is changing. We also have um, overall images, and these are just pieces of uh, essentially cameras that are installed on the ground, and they they look up, and in the when it's dark, they can see the aurora as well, much like a normal camera. I personally, I use... Um, a set of radars, which is an na- international radar network called SuperDAN. These are the super dual overall radar networks, and they can look at electric fields in space and how the most upper parts of the atmosphere move due to um, the geomagnetic conditions, which also create the aurora. We also have satellite imagery. So this is not something, again, not something that we operate at Lancaster specifically, but we use this in our field to look at overall imagery from space. So one of the problems with looking at the aurora from the ground is that you can't always see see it even if it's there. And that's mainly because you have clouds. But if you're in space and you're looking down, you can always see it. Uh, So using satellites to look at the aurora is a really great tool for a scientist. Just going back to the aurora borealis, how do the sun's surface flares impact the magnetic storms here on Earth? The sun has has this atmosphere of energized plasma, which is always going moving outwards through space, and this. Um, moves through through the solar system and past Earth, and it hits the Earth's magnetic field as it does so. Um, and the solar wind is always changing this this atmosphere from the sun that comes outwards. And so, one thing that can happen, which happened a few days ago, is that um, the sun can can have CMEs, coronal mass ejections 
for example. And these are like big burps where it burps out a big cloud of plasma into space. Um, and these have a tendency to move really, really fast. And so when they hit the Earth's magnetic field, um, it can energize the plasma within the Earth's magnetic field. And so this is when we have a geomagnetic storm happen, typically. How do air pollution particles impact the view of the aurora? With greenhouse gases being emitted, these have a tendency to stick around for a lot longer in the most upper parts of the atmosphere. And so this is likely to potentially affect the aurora. How exactly, we, we're not sure yet, but we do know that in those upper parts of the atmosphere, the atmosphere is changing due to human emissions, essentially. There's more news and features in Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's the leader. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.